welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on in, everybody, to another Monday night uh, live show. I mean, I got JG with me. With a sports up, my name's Tanner. We're just here. We're here to talk towards the end of the NBA season. Um, that's the series tied up to two. No Nick Bakken's tonight of the Bakken show. He had a, a doubleheader here to coach some softball. So hope, hopefully they, they went out tonight. But he'll be back next week, guys. Um, as we continue our Monday night show, go check him out at the Bakken show. He's on every Sunday night, 8 p.m. He's usually on with us here Monday night. And then uh, he has his Tuesday night recap. So make sure you go check him out and go check out Let's Talk Sports as well. Fabulous things they're doing. We have a lot of stuff coming up that we're going to be involved in a lot of the um, that network with the podcasters that are on there. So especially on our Wednesday night show, 8 p.m. Central, coming up with uh, NFL season. It's going to be an exciting time. Lots of people to look at, uh, get a lot of feel for people as well. So it's going to be a fun time. Regardless, though, it is Monday night. It is NBA still season. Somehow we're still going on in the July, in June. Uh, final week. JG, is there anything that the Boston Celtics can do to stop Steph Curry or even Golden State? as we enter game five, game six this week. Well, as the old saying goes, you'll never be able to stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And so whatever looks that they're going to give to Steph Curry, you're never going to stop the guy, uh, especially this late in the series. People always talk about adjustments. Well, guess what, guys? There are no adjustments. There's nothing you, you can do. The only thing you can really do is just – continue to mix up different looks with him and they haven't really double teamed him a whole lot in this series and I actually agree with that I mean I think you want to double team him occasionally off of that pick and roll uh, but as we've seen with Steph Curry it, it's not like and I'll give you a couple examples here you know guys like LeBron James and Luka Doncic you can double team those guys and get the ball out of their hands and pick and roll, roll situations. Now, a lot of times a guy like LeBron, he's still going to make the right basketball play, but at least you got it out of his hands. Whereas guys like Luka Doncic, you know, you get the ball out of his hands off that double team and that offense might fall apart. So I think with Steph, uh, he can obviously, he's so good off the ball. And that's why I brought up, you know, LeBron and Luka Doncic, those guys don't really play off the ball. Um, Steph is an elite player off the ball. So even if you double team him, he's either going to find a cutter for an easy layup or he's just going to get rid of the ball really fast, then reposition himself and jack up a three and usually make it. So um, not really a good th – there's no perfect way to defend him. But like I said, you, you just have to mix up the looks don't do the same thing all game long and as far as stopping the warriors i mean i think you got to just man up um and try not to do too many double teams on steph but also don't let the other guys beat you i think at this point you know steph curry is so hot right now um that the the best thing you can do is just kind of hope that you know, because eventually he's going to have an off game, whether that be 
in this series, or he may not have a bad game until next year, but eventually it's coming. So you just got to hope that eventually he'll have a bad shooting game. But the one thing that you don't want is the rest of the Warriors. A lot of these guys, I mean, yeah, Clay's had a couple of good games, but we haven't really seen an explosive game from Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole. And so I think at this point in the series, you can't afford, especially since two of the last three games are played in San Francisco, you can't afford to have a three-point barrage where all of those guys where all of those guys go off because we all know that role players generally play better at home. Not to call not that I'm saying Clay's a role player, he's not, but guys like Wiggins and Poole on this roster are kind of like role players. You can't afford to have a three-point barrage in San Francisco where the whole team goes off at the same time. And so if if I'm picking my poison this late in the series, I just got to man up, you know, guard everybody. Um, obviously, the other thing they can do is please don't guard Draymond Green. He's 0 for 9 from 3 in the series. And he has more fouls than points. So he's got 18 fouls and 17 points. So that's the other thing you can do. Don't guard Draymond, but please don't bother with Draymond guard, at this point. <laughs> yeah, guard everybody else. But I, I, I would tend to stay away from the the double team on on Steph Curry because, you know, he's going to make the right play more times than not. And so, yeah, they they just got to man up and and don't let, you know, if Steph goes off for thirty or thirty five, that's fine. But guess what? He's he's gone off the whole series. So. I think Steph Curry, he's averaging 34 points per game. So you can give up 34, 35 points to Steph and still win. The Celtics have already proven that. You just can't let anybody else go off. So that's that's why I would kind of stay away uh, from the double teams for the most part. But you can I would mix it in here and there just occasionally just to kind of keep Steph honest. Yeah, I mean, the last three games for Steph, too, we're looking at 43 this past game. 31 the game before where they lost to the Celtics and then uh it was a, a 29 pointer. So the guy has been on fire. But yeah, like you said, Draymond's not a threat. He scored two points the last two games and then a nine point in the uh, uh against uh, on game three or whatever it was, game three, whatever. So like I'm not worried about Draymond, and I think the the way to stop it is do what you're doing against Steph already, but shut down the others and your your game. Because right now, Steve Kerr is messing with the lineup, too. Last game, he had Otto Porter Jr. in the lineup trying to go small. And, like, it worked partially, but not – not I don't think to the effectiveness that he wanted. He's trying to mix up with uh, some vets and, and stuff going on between the starters and bench, which I get. But I, I still feel like you got to have Looney in there to be effective. So I'd say if I'm the Celtics here, I'm focusing on Clay Thompson. I'm focusing on Andrew Wiggins. And I'm letting Marcus Smart do a scene against Steph. Ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to shut down those two guys. Because like you said, they can go in a three-point barrage before you know it. We've seen it before already in this finals uh, where they do go off at times in quarters. So uh, I'd say take Curry out – or sorry, take Thompson out, take Wiggins out. Just don't don't let them shoot. Don't let them do anything. And let Curry – just let Curry do his thing because they're not going to – Curry's not going to beat you, period. It's not going to beat you. He's going to score a bunch of points, but he can't beat you on all four phases of the floor. Yeah, and I think, again, I mean, you could honestly, you could give up 40 points to Steph and still win the game. And uh, 
but you, you got to shut everybody else down. And so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I I think overall you're never going to stop Steph Curry because he's playing like a beast right now. The only person that could stop Steph is Steph, meaning that, you know, his shot, maybe his shot goes cold for a game. I don't, I'm not predicting that's going to happen tonight, but I mean, that's kind of your best hope. It, I mean, it happens, you know, to, we've seen it happen to him before, but it, I don't think in the finals you're going to see it very often. Uh, so here, Nick Botkins here, he uh, chimed in real quick here. He says Kevin Looney needs to play more than Draymond, which we all agree on, and they won one, they get one game one there. So he'll be on next week, guys. So good to hear. Winning streaks, that's what we want to hear is wins. So let me throw this at you here, Jason. Let's say Golden State loses game set. Let's say it goes seven. Golden State loses, right? Close game, though. Close game. Does Steph get the MVP still if he continues to put up the points he's doing and the the numbers he's putting up? Would you give it to Steph over, let's say, Jalen Brown at this point? I I think that's actually impossible because uh, if Steph were to continue on with his current average – which is 34 points per game. If he were to do that and still average that in the last three games, to me, it's impossible. It's it's mathematically impossible for the Celtics to win the series. I think you've got to have at least one off game by Steph. Um, and if that happens, then no, I don't think they're going to give him the N- MVP in a losing effort because I, the only – they, the only time I know of that happening was back in the day with Jerry West. Yep. And, you know, that, that was a different game, a different era. And I just don't think that's something that the NBA would allow to happen because if they did, I think there's a couple times they would have given it to LeBron in a losing effort because, you know, I hate to bring this up. He has lost the finals six times, but a Tell lot of <laughs> Hey, I got to give him credit, though, because in a lot of those finals, he was the MVP, yeah. even in a losing effort. And if they're not going to give it to him in those those instances, then they're, they're certainly not going to give it to Steph. But, you know, you can take this to the bank. If he averages 35 or 34 in all three of these games, like it's mathematically impossible because there will be, you know, you're going to either see a, a game six clay that's one of his nicknames is Game Six Clay, or you might see you might see the Clay Thompson game tonight. You might see a, a Jordan Poole game, Andrew Wiggins game. So I, I just don't see that happening. I think in order for the Celtics to win, you're going to have to see at least one game where they hold Steph to under 25 points, and that that's just going to that's that's what they have to do. He's got to have one bad game whether it's because of their good defense or whether it's because he just has a bad shooting night, but no, like there, there's no way, no way in the world that that's going to happen, that they're going to give Steph the MVP in a losing effort. They'll, they'll find a way to give it to somebody else. I mean, you know, which is very difficult at this point. We're going to talk about this later, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are averaging the exact same thing, 22 points for the finals. So you know, what are they going to do? But I, I remember back in, uh, I think it was 2015 or 2016, uh, there was one of those years where Andre Iguodala got the MVP. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't do it a whole lot on the offensive side of the of, of the floor. But he, he played elite defense on LeBron James. So, yeah, I could see Jalen Brown 
getting the MVP if uh, if indeed the Celtics are able to pull this series off. Yeah, no, definitely. And let's let's actually get into that here as we look. Uh, Jason Tatum for the Celtics here. Um, <clears throat> looking at 12 turnovers the last three games, he had six alone this last game in the loss to Golden State. But he is uh, he scored a 23 last game, 26 game before, and then 28 uh, before that. Are we concerned? Is he a liability uh, for the Celtics team? He's definitely not a liability. Uh, I mean, you you brought up the turnovers. I mean, he's got 14. Marcus Smart has 12, and Jalen Brown has 10. I think that's more of a team effort when you're talking about the turnovers. Um, but you know, you you're gonna see if, if the Celtics lose this series. Jason Tatum is going to get most, if not all of the blame. However, in my opinion, he does not deserve that. Um, If the Celtics lose this series, it's going to be a team effort. And I certainly would not throw Jason Tatum under the bus, which, which, but that that's, we all know that's going to be what happens, but my gosh, he's 24 years old. So if they lose this series, it's not his fault. He showed up. I mean, I stated earlier that him and Jalen Brown are both averaging 22 a game, which, yeah, that needs to be better. But now I will say um, he's not a first-team All-NBA player. Okay. Okay. So, Joel, we talked about this before. Joel Embiid should have been first-team All-NBA ahead of Jason Tatum. Now, that's not Jason Tatum's fault. uh, But as I look at his career, this is not going to be a blemish on his resume because 24 years old, people look back at this and say, oh, well, it's his first time in the finals. Giannis Antetokounmpo was 27 years old when he won the championship. So Jason Tatum only being 24, he's got a long way to go. And, you know, although a lot of people will blame him if they lose this series, I'm not going to give him any blame because he's just a young player who's only got one way to go and that's up. And he's got he's going to get much better as his career goes on. And honestly, like the the only person I could see to blame here is uh, this is never going to happen. Another thing will never happen. That's Coach Ime Udoka, because he's done such a great job up to this point. He's never going to get any blame. Uh, But I, I would give him a little bit of blame here because I suggested I think it was after game one or two. I said Mm -hmm. with all all of those turnovers with all those turnovers and not having a true point guard in the starting lineup, they got to throw Derek white in there into the starting lineup because he would be more equipped to run the offense. You'd probably have less turnovers overall because he's a true point guard and we wouldn't have to worry about guys like Tatum and Marcus smart running the ball up the floor with two to three minutes left in the game and then turning the ball over. I, I don't think you would have quite as many turnovers if he would have made that adjustment, probably he's not going to do that tonight. For some reason, they just they like Derek White running with that second unit, and that might have something to do with the fact that support coming play. off the bench. Well, he did. You know, you could bring Horford off the bench, but I think part of it is due to the fact that he had, he didn't start the season on the Celtics, so that was like a midseason trade. So maybe it's a, a situation where they're just not comfortable at this point throwing him into the the starting lineup. You know, but I, I've seen it. I've seen it done. I mean, Steve Kerr's made adjustments 
You know, I think that that was the year we brought up Andre Iguodala when Iguodala mm-hmm. won the MVP. That was something that happened in the middle of the series. Iguodala did not start uh, the first couple games of that series. That was something that happened midstream. And so you can make those adjustments throwing different guys in the starting line. And I think that that's something if I was coach Udoka, I would look back and say, man, I wish you know, if I had to do that all over again, I might have inserted him. But, you know, Celtics can still win. It's not over. Um, they don't have home court advantage. But, you know, if they win this game tonight, then all of a sudden they do have home court advantage. So long way to go. But the bottom line here is I, I'm not I'm not blaming Jason Tatum. I mean, yeah, he had a ton of turnovers, but so did everybody else. Yeah. So Elunian, uh, I believe I said that right from our Twitch uh, channel. He's asking, do you consider Tatum an all-star now or only if he wins? Is he an all-star? Well, he's always going to be an all-star. So what I said is that he's not first team all NBA. So first team all NBA is only five guys and they threw Joel Embiid on the second team all NBA, which that's just not right. I mean, we all know that Embiid is a better player than Jason Tatum. So that just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But in terms of just being an all-star, yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum is easily a perennial all-star. He's going to be in the all-star game probably every year for the rest of his career until he turns like 35 or something like that. So you're going to, yeah, I mean, he's definitely an all-star player and he'll be either first, second or third team. He's going to make the all NBA team every single year, no doubt, unless he has some sort of an injury that would prevent him from doing so. But yeah, all-star for sure. You can take that to the bank. All right. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said, though, about Jason Tatum not being the one to blame because he did have a rough start the first two games, but he's really stepped it up this last three despite the turnovers. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how game five goes tonight because I want to see if he does clean up the turnovers like he did in, I believe it was game three, uh, not game three, sorry. Uh, it was uh, – the previous game, so game four, where he he cleaned it or he cleaned it up a little. Or sorry, game it was game three. He cleaned it up here uh, with only two turnovers that game, but he did score really high, and he did have a, a bunch of boards. So he he played defense really really passed the ball around too. And I'm curious to see also if Jalen Brown continues to be that complimentary guy to him because that that's the case. Golden State could be in again. It's going to be come down in the third, fourth quarter again. Whoever goes on a long streak essentially wins it. That's what it's been like this whole series. So, uh, it's I don't know. It's just kind of curious. So, JG, let's uh, let's go and skip on here. Let's Let me get just, our yeah. I'm going to throw out one more thing about Jason before we move on. And the way he's playing in this series is very bizarre because he's shooting very well from three point. Yes. But his, his actual, his two-point percentage is a disaster. Like, he's shooting like shit from inside the arc, but he's shooting very well from beyond the arc. And that's very bizarre. And I think what that has to do with is just the fact that he's never been here before. That's the main reason why I liked Golden State going into the series, because they have so much finals experience. And this is Jason Tatum's first time being in the finals. And so this is mm-hmm. very valuable experience and the next time you see these guys in the finals i mean you're you'll never see this again you'll never see jason tatum shoot below 30 percent from two point 
range. That's just or never going to range. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Know, he'll, he'll probably make the finals at least three or four times more in his career. You'll never see this again. And I attribute it to the fact that this is his first time being in the finals. No, it's a good point because if you do look at it, last three games, he was six for nine, one game, three for nine, the other, and then uh, four for eight. So, yeah, he has taken a lot more threes, and he's been really executing those uh, three-point opportunities. So, you know, that's that's huge for him, I think. And, yeah, the field goal percentage is really odd. So, all right, let's get into it here. Prediction time. What are we going to see the rest of the series here before – I guess our final is it going to, it's tonight your final show or are you going to do Monday right after the one more Monday? Well, I think we should go ahead and hit it up on Monday. I'll, I'll try to be on cause I'm going to be on the road, but if, that's right. I, I forgot. If I can get to my computer, I will try to be on Monday because Wednesday is a little bit too late to do like an NBA finals recap. So uh, I'll probably try to jump on a little bit with you guys on Monday, but okay. you know, as far as my prediction is concerned, um, uh, in the beginning, I said Warriors in six, and then after I saw a couple games, I said Warriors in seven. I still uh, believe that the Warriors are going to win this series uh, because of their experience. And you also got to look at this, guys. Uh, you you see the way that Draymond Green is playing, and these guys are aging. Okay, so Clay is not quite as old as Steph is, uh, but. Steph Curry, I mean, these guys aren't going to be around forever. And I think they know, based on their age, that this could be their last run. And I know they've got some youth on that team, and mm-hmm. and they could certainly, certainly make a run next year. But I look at the way that Draymond's playing right now, and I look at the way that, that Clay came off of that injury. We Clay may never be the same Clay ever again. A lot of people think that, well, yeah, he just needs another offseason. That might be true, but he doesn't look like himself right now, even though he could still have a big game or two in this series. Um, but I think it's do or die for the Warriors. I mean, the Celtics are so young. I mean, they, they've got their whole careers ahead of them. And the, the Warriors are just – they're starting to get up there in age. And I, I think – they they know that their run is is coming to an end soon. Maybe not this year, but the next couple of years. I think there, there's probably a little bit more urgency on the part of the Golden State Warriors because, I mean, my gosh, Draymond Green. I mean, what what he's he's fallen off a cliff, guys, right before our eyes. So he of I all did. people, he of all people should know. Hey, I, I got to show up in these next three games because I might be done next year or the year after that. So, uh, with that said. I got the Warriors in seven. Uh, don't really know how it's going to play out. My my gut feeling tells me that it's going to go Warriors win the home game tonight. Then the Celtics obviously win their home game. Uh, I'm still looking at that Celtics streak of playoff wins after a loss. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that to come to an end, and I, I strongly believe it's going to happen in this series. Um, you know, me as a gambler, I never bet against streaks, but, you know, if it's going to come to an end, it's going to come to an end against a solid offensive and defensive team like the Golden State Warriors. So I do think that streak is going to come to an end. What I don't know is if if it's going to happen tonight, because I could easily see Celtics getting tonight, then Warriors get game six and then, you know, and then the Warriors get game seven. So. One way or the other, I do believe that Celtic streak is going to come to an end. 
they are going to lose two games in a row for the first time this year in the playoffs. Just don't know if it's going to happen tonight or if it's going to happen game seven. My gut feeling right now is, is telling me that the Warriors, as I said earlier, they've got to have a sense of urgency based on their age and, and their experience. I mean, game five, they know how important it is. And so uh, I'm, I'm taking the Warriors in this game tonight, but I don't see this. The Warriors are not going to close this out in seven. I think the only shot that this gets closed out in six is actually if the Celtics win. If the Celtics win tonight, I can see a scenario where they could close it out on their home court. I don't think that's very likely, uh, but to me, this has seven games written all over it. So I got Warriors in seven. Gotcha. Uh, Looney in here uh, did ask if Tatum, Tatum's uh, averaging right now 22.3 points per game, 7.0 rebounds per game, 10.8 assists in the final series so far. Can he get MVP if the Celtics do pull this out? Do you do you have Tatum or do you have somebody else on that Celtics team that takes the MVP? Oh man, that's that's such a loaded question. It yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> like Jalen Brown is their fourth quarter guy. So, you know, Jalen Brown's the guy that always shows up in the fourth quarter. Whereas Tatum, a lot of times, he seems like he a lot of times will shrink in the fourth quarter. So you know, it's that's kind of a coin toss at this point. I think if you ask people at the beginning of the series, like, yeah, Tatum would have the best odds, uh, but he's really got to turn it around and start playing like a first team all NBA player because he hasn't done that so far. So I, I think for Tatum to win the MVP, I mean, you know, either him or Jalen Brown kind of have to separate themselves from one another, which is kind of weird to say they're on the same team, but. Right now, there's not really much separation. I, I would give it to Tatum right now, as I said yeah. earlier, because, because of that three-point percentage. And those are, you know, 22, 7, and 7, whatever you just put up there. Those are good numbers. So I would tend to give it to Tatum right now just based on that three-point percentage. But a lot, a lot can change between now and, and when that trophy is handed out. I mean, there's a lot to tell, too, because if Jalen Brown just has – just one bad game and it really takes him out of the running. So, but Tatum had his the first game as a bad game. So I don't know. It might equal out. It's, it'd be a really tough call. Uh, prediction for me here. Um, I think it's going to continue to be a chop here. So I'm looking at the Celtics to win game five, but then I'm looking at uh, golden state to finish it out in six and seven. I think golden state does win the scene in seven. Uh, who's your MVP golden state. Are we still looking at Steph? Oh, it's got to be Chef Curry. It's gotta, it has to be Steph now. Because the chef has something cooking, and he's on fire right now. So, yeah, you got to give it to Steph because nobody else really did anything. I mean, even if you have, like, let's just say, for example, Clay explodes mm -hmm. in two out of these last three games, or maybe all three of them, you still have to give it to Steph because no, still Steph. He, he exploded in all four of the first games. So, And you know he's going to have at least – one more huge game before it's all said and done. So, yeah, I mean, Steph, Steph's going to get the finals MVP uh, basically no matter what, unless he, you know, unless he gets injured or something crazy like that. But, I mean, he's already been injured and he came back and torched them. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got to give it to Steph no matter what, as long as the Warriors win. I agree. I agree. That's just what's going to be. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hold on here. Looney and had one more comment here. 
says, are we watching any future Hall of Famers besides Clay and Steph? That's a good question. That's a really well, good question. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys know my thoughts on that. I know it's early and he's only 23 years old. I do think Jordan Poole is a future the Hall pool of Famer. Party! Uh, that's, he's got a long way to go. But Draymond Green is, I, I think, unless we have too many writers that hate his guts, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer as well. Uh, Draymond Green is, you know, he, I, I promise you he'll be in the Hall of Fame. There's no question about it. As far as the Celtics side, um, I'm looking at I'm looking at Tatum, and I I I want to say Jalen Brown, but yeah, what the hell? I'll throw Jalen Brown in there too. So th- those two guys um, will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. What about Old Man Horford? Do you think he gets in? No, hell no, he's not getting in. Okay, there no. you go. Not not unless you're going to give him credit for his back-to-back NCAA championships <laughs> at Florida, which I don't think the voters really give a shit about that. I don't think they do either. So, awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming in here, Illunian. Appreciate you watching as well. All right, guys. Don't forget to check out the Bakken's uh, show. Uh, he'll be doing his weekly recap tomorrow, uh, roughly about 5 or 6 p.m. Central. You catch us <clears throat> Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central on our show. But also, also, I think we're doing the hot sauce challenge Wednesday as well before the show. This is going to be one interesting night. I believe we're going to start that about 7, 7.30, somewhere in that range. Stay tuned on Twitter. Come to YouTube as well. Uh, you'll, you'll see us when we're live. Make sure you have that notification because you'll know when that's going on. We'll have an extra few people as well doing the hot sauce challenge with us. I'm kind of dreading this, JG. I'm not going to lie. I am not looking oh, forward dude. to this thing at all. I'm ready for my Tabasco. In fact, I think before we do that show, I'm going to go to the casino and play my uh, Tabasco slot machine just to get pumped up for it. There you go. And then uh, we'll also be playing a game of Weddle, which is basically a guess the sports player game. So we'll be trying to do that as we do that uh, hot sauce, and then we'll do our live show afterwards. It's going to be a disaster. I can't wait. And then uh, don't forget, check out Let's Talk Sports, guys. They have uh, daily shows throughout the way. Go check them out. Great Great setup, great people, uh, and uh, I'll be on there Saturday at eleven. So, but all right, guys, catch us next week as we wrap up the NBA uh, finals here. As we hope, maybe we'll see seven games here. We'll, I guess we'll see later this week. But catch us next week on Monday, and everybody have a great day. Buffoons, guys, we're out. See you. <laughs>